I'm Tisha Bader, and in the news, the coronation of King Charles III and his wife Camilla as King and Queen of the United Kingdom. The coronation at Westminster Abbey was attended by more than 2,000 guests, including world leaders like the President of the State of Israel, Isaac Herzog, and his wife Michal, and Jewish leaders like the Chief Rabbi of Great Britain, Ephraim Mervis, and President of the Board of Deputies of British Jews, Marie van der Zyl who we are honored to have here on JBS. Marie, who is only the second woman elected to this office, was first elected in 2018, re-elected for a second term in 2021. The Board of Jewish Deputies is the representative body of the UK Jewish community. Marie is also the Vice President of the World Jewish Congress and their Commissioner for Gender Equality and Inclusion. And this year, she was awarded an OBE, making her an officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire for services to faith and integration. And she joins us now from the UK. Marie, thank you so much for being here on JBS. Oh, thank you, Tasha. It's really good to be to be there. And what an impressive resume. And I know that's only part of, of what you've done and what you do. So exciting to watch the coronation on television, but it cannot at all, I'm sure, compared to actually being there in person. And I know our viewers would would so love if you could just describe what it was like to be there on Saturday during this auspicious ceremony and occasion. It, it was absolutely magical. It brought together people from all walks of society. We were all united in such a beautiful, beautiful day. It went by so quickly. I was so honored to be given a seat that was only nine rows back uh, from the front. I had the Duke of Westminster just two rows in front of me. And when the King and the Queen were crowned and sitting in their chairs of state, I got the most incredible view. I would never have believed it possible um, to, to be included in such an event and the history, the pageantry, music everything we were all utterly transfixed it was an experience that I'm so proud to play just a very small part in the history of it just at that at that point in time and magical really is the word it just I mean for us in the U.S. you know I, I think it feels especially it looks fairy tale like when we watch the royal family and especially mm -hmm. on, on this kind of an occasion it really does it was, it was fairy tale like and the music, it was just so very, very wonderful. You couldn't, you couldn't script what a fantastic day that it was, mesmerizing beyond belief. And what's so good is that the king said straight away after uh, the queen passed to, to all of us that he was going to be a king of all faiths and none. And I was invited to Buckingham Palace with other faith leaders and I led the um, faith procession at the uh, funeral uh, for Her Majesty the Queen. And he's, he set the right tone, the right message. He's really made sure that we are all included. We've been seated really prominently. And that's such a wonderful message to be able to give to our community. And his support for us isn't new. In 2019, um, I arranged a fantastic uh, event at Buckingham Palace where he hosted the community in what were quite quite difficult 
times. So we're very fortunate to be in the UK as Jews and very fortunate to have the support of the King. And it's an honour, really is an honour to have been invited. And I had another amazing experience. We had plenty of time uh, because we had to be there very, very early. And opposite me on the other side, I saw President Herzog and his wife. And I went over to them and I said, Shabbat Shalom. And isn't that wonderful to be able to say Shabbat Shalom in Westminster Abbey on Shabbat at such a time. So I really felt that was a lovely memory as well. That is really a, a such an incredible experience. And as you said, just that event bringing all of you together in this place. And of course, President Herzog uh, stayed nearby so he could walk to Westminster Abbey on, on Shabbat on Saturday, Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath. And King Charles, as you mentioned, so um, accepting and, and such a priority for him to respect mm. other faiths, arranged for Rabbi Mervis to um, stay at, his, at Clarence House at his home so that he too could walk to Westminster and be there without uh, desecrating the Sabbath. And I read also that at the reception on Friday, he said to Rabbi Mervis, what are you still doing here? You need to, you need to leave. It's almost the Sabbath. And the rabbi said something like, you know, well, I, I didn't want to leave before it was over. And he's like, you need to go. I know it's almost the Sabbath, which is really like such a lovely thing for the King of England, right? It is. It's amazing. And I spent Friday night with uh, Rabbi Epstein from Western Marble Arch Synagogue and Rabbi Dweck, uh, who is the senior rabbi from the Sephardian Portuguese community. And he he was at the funeral as well. And I also stayed nearby Westminster Abbey. And I was woken up at, at six o'clock in the morning with fabulous marching bands that were already going past. And it was wonderful to see so many people on the streets. It was such a such a joyous occasion. And, you know, it's it's wonderful that Jews were represented so beautifully at the ceremony, mm. but many other faiths, there were faith leaders there from, from a multitude of, of religions, Muslim mm. and Buddhist and Sikh and members of the House of Lords, I understand, also from a number of religions that were part yes, of the ceremony. And, yes, and also um, the Board of Deputies previous uh, Chief Executive, uh, Gillian Meron, she actually uh, helped hand the robe uh, to the king. She had an incredible role. And we we had plenty of time before it started. We we were having a good chat and I was just so you know, proud that she'd been asked to do such a role. It really was incredible. None of us could have ever imagined just a few years ago that we would we would be part of such an occasion. And I want to get back to to what you said that the king said that he is um, the king for those of all faiths and none. In other words, He's not yes. just defender of the faith of the, of, the, of the Church of England, but of all faiths. And why do you think that is so front and center for him and such an important priority that he expresses really over and over again? It's the sort of person he is. It's, it came before he was king. He always wanted to um, recognize ordinary people even when we had the event in Buckingham Palace he wanted volunteers and and at this coronation he had 450 volunteers who had received British Empire medals he wants to know that people in this country he knows that we are a very diverse community and that we should all be included and he wants to be a king for all of us 
and he's moved with the times as well. He put plenty of modern touches uh, to the coronation whilst keeping uh, the ceremony. But he, he knows to keep the love of the people as well. This is the, this is the right things to do, but it's his messaging. And he really wants to make sure that we all know that he's there for all of us. And he set the tone right straight away, right from, right from the word go. And that's something that is really special, very, very important to the community. And of course, we know that he has a very strong connection to the state of Israel. He visited several times and his grandmother, who was Princess Alice of Battenberg, mm. is a righteous among the nations. She risked her life to save uh, a Jewish family in mm. Greece during the Holocaust. Talk a bit about that relationship and how that plays into King Charles and his feelings towards Israel and the Jewish people. I know it was particularly, of course, important to his father, Prince Philip. And what an unusual, what an unusual story. You couldn't, you couldn't script it. Yes, I know that he has, he has been there. And um, I, I remember uh, he, he also, uh, as Prince Charles came to the uh, British Embassy, uh, and I, I saw him there and give a speech. And I, I really hope that there'll be plenty more opportunities him to uh, go to Israel in the future but I think it's very it's a very important message that even before he's king he's he's gone to Israel and that story of his grandmother being buried uh, on the Mount of Olives yes. is, is it's just it's just amazing and and what she and what she did um, I, that's a very special family connection that you couldn't script that one it's amazing absolutely and you talk Marie about being Jewish um, in the UK, um, that you have a, a leader who is very accepting and tolerant, but I know that you've dealt with, with intolerance in your role um, on the Board of Deputies. Of course, you've had anti-Semitic incidents. How would you describe the, the feeling of the Jewish community in the UK, the good and also the challenges? At the moment, the community is in a much, much better place. Uh, under Jeremy Corbyn, uh, the, the Labour Party, he brought anti-Semitism from the fringes of society right into the heart of the opposition party. It was so bad that 40% of the community said they would make Aliyah if he got elected. Keir Starmer, the new Labour leader, said he would root out anti-Semitism and he really has worked very, very hard to change the whole culture in the Labour, Labour Party. Uh, I sat on the Labour Party anti-Semitism advisory board and we've made sure that they had the necessary rule changes and that they were able to deal with getting rid of these people from, from the party and this backlog of disciplinary cases. And the Equality and Human Rights Commission, which put Labour into special measures, recently uh, took them out of it. And I did uh, a speech with Keir Starmer and have told the community that they should now vote according to their political beliefs rather than fear of what might happen in the future but there's still a culture to deal with that sort of change locally and with some councillors and some MPs you might have read about what happened with Diane Abbott just a few a few weeks ago is still there but he really has made absolutely every effort to deal with anti-semitism in the party. Now we mentioned other faith leaders at the ceremony on Saturday how much interaction, I'm just wondering, did you have at the ceremony with, with people from, from other faiths? And do you have just in general in your in the work that you do for, for the Board of Deputies? 
I absolutely have a fantastic relationship with other faith leaders. For Pesach, we had a communal seder at my house with representatives from, from other faiths. We got on very well with uh, Lambeth Palace uh, and, and most of the major faiths. It's a very, very important part of our work. And we, we know that as a minority community, it's very important to have uh, good relations. I've even seen the Pope twice uh, in the last year as well. And we, we've all got to know each other and we all sat together in a group. We had plenty of opportunity uh, to chat, but dealing with people in other faiths really is absolutely essential. And that's something that I personally spend a long, a long time making sure that, that, that we, we have as much dialogue as we can. And you mentioned earlier that you were present at the funeral for the queen and how, again, it was an important, uh, it was a priority for, for Charles to, to have uh, various religions represented at that funeral and be front and center um, during that procession. Are there thoughts as to how things may or may not change under King Charles, as opposed to how things were under the Queen, not just in the UK in general, but specifically for the Jewish community? What is the sense? I think that we've turned a corner here in the UK. The relationship with the King is excellent. And I think it's it's only going to get better if that's possible. He really is a pillar of support. And after the Queen died, he, he called us to Buckingham Palace within days. It was, it was amazing. And I led the faith procession in Westminster Abbey. He's, he's given all of the right messaging and the Board of Deputies is also something that is called a privileged body. There are 27 in the UK. And that means we've got the right to petition the monarch. And when um, his mother died and we're just coming up to the coronation, we were called to Buckingham Palace and we gave a loyal address and he gave his his reply. And again, he's making it clear how important to him uh, faiths are and also uh, of no faith. And uh, at the um, coronation uh, itself, I sat next to the leader of the humanists. So he's making it very clear. It's all faith and none. He's a modern king and he's giving us all the reassurance that I think we really need. And it makes us all feel fantastic. And it's it's Jews, Jews can flourish in the UK. We have got our difficulties. We mustn't underestimate that. There are still difficulties on, on campus and there are still difficulties in political parties, but we are also very, very fortunate to be able to live here. I think that's what Ephraim, what Rabbi Mervis was saying as well. He, he made a, a video message and he took to social media before the coronation and just speaking about how fortunate the Jewish community in the UK is to worship freely as we are here in the US. And, and we know, as you just said, that there are challenges and it's not always simple. It's not always understood that that freedom is protected, but we live in a society where there is that freedom of religion and freedom of worship. There are places in the world that do not have that. Um, we, we take it for granted here, I think, uh, sometimes. but. As far as the rabbi was speaking, I think about that and how important it is. And he, I, I'm just wondering what your what your connection to 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 Rabbi Mervis is as well. I know uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs was such a huge 
presence in the Jewish world and in the world altogether. And Rabbi Mervis um, brings a different, uh, he is a different person in this role. He has a lovely persona. I'm just wondering if you've had interactions with him and what your feelings are about that. Oh, of, co of course, he's, he's absolutely central to the uh, community. And we have many, many interactions with him. We're, we're one big uh, family. We, we are, we he, he's very supportive and we've got the full diversity and spectrum of Jew in the UK. He's a very, very um, good man. And it's really important that we we work together. And, you know, we've come a long way as Jews in this country. In the time of Richard I, Jews turned up uh, at the coronation to pay to pay their respects. And 30 of them were were murdered. There was a massacre the following year uh, in 1190 in York. And in 1290, the Jews were even expelled from England. So when you look fast forwards and see where we are now, not only are we at the coronation, but given in front of place and importance, that that is a really strong, strong message. And I think that Rabbi uh, Chief Rabbi Mervis has, has done us proud. Now, that's wonderful. So what are the challenges that you see just day to day in the work that you do? I imagine there are many, many things you're involved in. We spoke about involvement and, and, and tolerance and interfaith activities. What are some of the things that are most challenging for you and some of the things that really bring you the most hope and, and joy in the work that you do? I, I, it's still got to be anti-Semitism, which is, which is the most challenge, um, the increase in hate crime. And online is the new front line in the fight against anti-Semitism, dealing, dealing with social media. That is, that's got to be one of the most, the most difficult challenges. Anti-Semitism's managed. It's not ever going to go away, to be frank. And that's something that we've all got to be, we've all got to be conscious of. And together as a worldwide community, for example, at the World Jewish Congress, we all work together for best practice. And we all know that anti-Semitism is, is a global disease. So we need to have cooperation, not just in the UK, but around the world. So I'm really pleased to say that um, there is a huge amount, a huge amount of that. One of the biggest challenges at the moment are people's differing views as to what's happening in Israel. And those views have to be respected. And that's something that doesn't show any sign of coming to a conclusion at the moment. So these are these are all big challenges, but there's also so many good things. Going to the communities, going to going to the um, co coronation, working with others. We are just simply lucky compared to so many so many countries around the world. Even if things are, could be better, that's always the case. We must take what we have. I think and be very grateful. And it is a place here where Jews can flourish. And we're very good UK citizens. We've got so many role models. We've got fantastic volunteers in our, in our community, but there will always be, be challenges. But the, 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 key, the key challenge is always going to be anti-Semitism, I think, and how to deal with online abuse. Tell us a bit about the, the OBE and what that means and what that, process is like when you found out about it what it it means it's the second highest honor I believe in the UK aside from being knighted it was absolutely fantastic there was a it came again by uh, by email and I was given this information it was a complete 
shock. Uh, my mum was just so excited. I took her to Buckingham Palace uh, with my, my daughters and the king uh, presented me with the medal. It was a, just a fantastic experience. People don't always say thank you. I'm a communal volunteer, so I, I'm not used to that, but it was, it was um, just just wonderful to to have that to have that recognition especially for doing work with faith and communities that's something that uh, is really very very close to uh, to my to my soul and I'm very proud uh, that I've I've got the OBE and it's something that I will always treasure. That's incredible and I mentioned in your introduction that you are only the second woman to serve mm -hmm. on the Jewish Board of Deputies. You told me what year was it that the first woman served? Oh, well, she served in the 1980s, but the Board of Deputies was established in 1760. So that's rather a long time ago. And I'm the, the first uh, woman to be uh, re-elected. And I'm also a member of a non-Orthodox community as well as uh, an Orthodox community. So there are a number of changes. I'm probably the youngest president but I'm not entirely sure there may have been uh, some a couple of hundred years ago. But there must be something unique about the Board of Deputies. Otherwise, it wouldn't be going so strong today. Absolutely. And I want to just go back to the coronation a bit before I let you go. You spoke about different sections of the program and there were musical performances. And we know there were some celebrities there, including from here in the U.S. I believe Lionel Richie was there. Um, First Lady Jill Biden was there. Can you just tell us a bit about some of the people you saw and, and interactions you had with those who were present? Um, I walked up and down and I couldn't see, I couldn't see uh, Jill Biden, but I do want to say that I had a surreal experience at the uh, funeral service in Westminster Abbey. As I was leaving, I heard footsteps and I literally bumped into President Biden and Jill Biden. And I was so tongue tied because I was so shocked that all I could do was to say hi. And he said hi back to me. And I was so I was so amazed. I would love to tell him that that story and the impact that it had. But this time I, I, I didn't see Jill Biden, but there were plenty of personalities. Uh, Joanna Lumley, um, Anton Deck, uh, Emma, Emma Thompson. Uh, I did see Lionel Richie and I went to the concert on Sunday and he he was performing there with the wonderful Katy Perry. So there was plenty, plenty of excitement. Um, but there were there were a lot of people and we were we were kept in sections. So there were only some sections that I could uh, I could get to. Uh, but there were there were plenty of people there that came from all walks of life. And as I say, 450 volunteers. So that was that was the most incredible experience for them. And what a lovely way to say thank you to those, those people that have given all their time for charity and helping others. And that's Absolutely. the sort of king he is. He really values service, duty, and volunteering. And that's wonderful. Absolutely. And as you said, his, his priority of being the king of all faiths and none and making that really uh, very known, he reiterates it over and over again that he is sees himself as as representing all and um so important obviously for the Jewish community and all of the religious communities in the UK I'm sure feel the same 
it certainly is important. And I know that this comes from within him and it's what he feels. And he's really taken a lot of care to keep giving this message. He's got the tone right, the message right. And we we know we're important. I, I can't believe that at any other coronation would representatives of other faiths being invited, let alone put in the most prominent of positions. He, he really means it. And that is that is so special. Marie Vanderzil, it was so special to have you here and, and paint us this picture of what it was like to be at the coronation and also just to give us a sense of what it is to be Jewish in the United Kingdom today. And we really appreciate it. Hope to speak to you again in the near future. And uh, we wish you the best and congratulations on the OBE and all the work that you do with the Board of, of Deputies. It really is truly impressive. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me. I'd be delighted to come back and talk to you about anything else. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you. you. Marie van der Zyl is president of the Board of Deputies of British Jews. And we thank her so much for being here on JBS. Thank you, as always, to our director, Sloan Copeland, to our transmissions manager, John McDevitt, technical manager, Michael Paley, and to our producer, Carol Lilienthal. And thank you for watching In the News.